Interesting. It's a wonderful system. Oh, well, thank you, Dr. Kernitz. I'm glad you're impressed. As a fellow electronics expert, I thought you might appreciate taking a look. Yes, there is one thing. Oh, yes? Could I see it in operation? Oh, certainly. Yes, I'm sure you can figure out how to work it. Well, let's get on with it. Switch on the primary circuits. That's it. That's all there is to it. I knew this system was the envy of the world, and now I see why. It's incredible. Well, yes, but it all depends on whether it gives us a good episode. I am certain it will. Well, let's see. Uh, what were you hoping to see from this, Doctor? Would it be possible to see an angel launch? Well, maybe not an angel launch. I can do you a supercar launch. Magnificent. Shortly followed by an even more exciting crash landing. A truly wonderful sight. Indeed. Here's supercar. Good. Supercar! So, welcome back to Supercar on the Randomizer. This is Crash Landing, an episode from near the end of the first season. Uh, in fact, I, I, I understand some people believe this was the last episode of the first season to be made. Engines charging at 15 volts. So, uh, it's a noteworthy episode, I, sh I should think. We have here what seems to be a... Uh, a supercar launch sequence that looks like it's assembled from Professor, ready pilot, move those opening now. From bits of other episodes. This all looks and sounds familiar. But then I've not long uh, finished rewatching the series on Blu-ray, so uh, that's that could account for it, or they could have just uh, cobbled together a launch sequence out of existing footage. Well, Mike. I think we can consider the test that we have just carried out to be satisfactory. The incredibly uh, detailed and inventive test uh, that was carried out uh, off-screen. Oh! Hold it. Oh, everything's going wobbly. Yeah, that was something that did happen occasionally in Anderson shows. I was watching um, uh, Stingray the Cool Caveman recently, and I noticed there's a whole sequence in there as they're looking for the, uh, the lost um, radioactive tank thingy or whatever. It's all pieced together for footage from previous episodes um, for, for about a minute. Thousand feet per minute. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Stingray. We're here to talk about Supercar. And amazingly, a bit on it has broken. Breaks. Hold tight, Mitch. Oh, no. 2,500. So, yes, we're going to fire the air brakes. 500. Because it's falling out of control. 500, 400, 300, 200. Fire! Oh. Graten Gould, wonderful voice, wonderful note of this is really happening in, in Mike Mercury's voice. And uh, very decent for the time crash landing, actually. Uh, part back projection, part wobbling the model, part actually pulling ferns and foliage past it to make it look like it's really hitting the ground. My head's kind of dizzy. How's Mitch? Oh, well, there's nothing in there of uh, any consequence, Jimmy. Say, Mitch, you okay? Oh, no, Mitch is, uh... Jimmy's just a little scared. Better call the professor. I hope the radio Seems still... a bit spaced out. Supercar to base, supercar to base. Supercar to base, are you receiving? Ah, yes, because this was apparently such an important test. Popkiss cleared off to bed. Uh, which f lends further credence to my idea that that launch sequence was uh, lifted from a previous episode. It, it occurs to me that we are many thousands of miles from the laboratory. Yeah, Dr. Beaker. It'll be night there. Mm, precisely, Jimmy. It makes and me wonder why the hell we came all this way out here to do uh, uh, what was it we were doing again? Supercar to base. Supercar to base. Are you receiving me? Oh, Popkiss is up. Oh, Supercar. Professor Popkiss here. 
I didn't expect to hear from you so soon. Trouble? It's trouble, all right. I guess I thought you'd just take off and uh, never contact me again. Oh. Podcast is heading for the console. Good thing we carry camping gear with us, Jimmy. Mm. Yeah, Mike. I wonder how Dr. Beaker's getting along. In that infinite supercar boot that uh, carries many things, including, very often, Mitch. Um, do hold that light steady, Mitch. Who at present is assisting Dr. Beaker with repairs to supercar. You fix it, Doc. Yes, I... For it is now nighttime. No, Mike, but it's slow work without daylight. Again, I love the look of the Mitch puppet in the first series. Well... And he's getting distracted again. Oh, what's this? A very real danger. Please, Mitch. Yeah. It's a snake. Watch out for snakes. And it's a puppet snake. Uh, we saw some stock footage of animals earlier, but they're... Evidently, they didn't have stock footage of a snake, but Mitch has spotted it. Stop it, Mitch. Oh, it's poking Beaker's legs. Will you stop it? Creeping up on his bottom. Oh, Mike's finally noticed. It's a snake! A very unconvincing snake, but still could be potentially dangerous. Beaker, if you don't move, it might not strike. Mm. All right, Mike. Oh, sweat on Beaker's brow there. Mike's drawn his gun. The snake's not doing anything. I suspect it can't do much. Therefore, down with the light a little, Mitch. We're not going to shoot it, are we? Oh. Keep dead still. Oh, no. The snake's just wobbling around. Oh. Yep, dead snake. Oh, thanks, Mike. We'll eat well tonight. Of this incident... It would perhaps Poor be Poor snake. We await daylight. Good idea, Doc. Let's turn in. Uh, mm. Who's going to stand guard? Oh, That's a surprisingly uh, bloodthirsty act for this show. I would have thought they'd just shoot near it and that might scare it off. But no, we've killed it. Poor Mr. Snake. Anyway, it's later. Everyone's gone to bed. And Mitch okay. is the man on guard with a big stick. What about Mitch? Think he'll be okay out there keeping guard? Now, you must remember, Jimmy. Mitch is at home in the jungle. And we gave him a big stick. I hope so. Good night, Dr. Beaker. Good night, Jimmy. Uh, Beaker's already got his head down. Sure, I'm glad that snake didn't bite Dr. Beaker. I'm the bum. I also like with this show when Beaker is leaning over repairing supercar, which happens a few times. And the puppet has just got no bottom. There's just nothing between the very thin stomach and the very thin legs. Anyway, our man on guard has gone to sleep. Help! There's a snake on my bed! Mike! Oh. What's the matter? What do we mean? And this is a fun sort of running running gag through this episode of... Um, sheets are all over... Well, firstly, I really like the, uh, the dialogue here. The, the shots of all the characters in disarray. But yeah, just the shot of outside of the... Um, I guess it must just, just have been a, a floor puppeteer putting their fist through the bottom of the uh, the tent and just bashing it around. Guess I was just dreaming. Oh my goodness, why do we even give you oxygen? Gee, I'm sorry. Shut up. Well, everyone's gone back to sleep. Or we'll try to, as Jimmy has ruined things yet again. But it woke Mitch up. And he's going to have a bit of a hunt round. As Beaker says, it's uh, familiar territory to him. <gasps> oh, but something's watching him. And it is um, a very unconvincing pair of eyes on a, on a piece of black card. 
just kind of rolling around. But the music tells us it's menacing. Mitch is backing off. And... He's been grabbed from behind. And that has triggered... Dr. Baker. Jimmy, what is it this time? Oh, goodness gracious. Jimmy's monkey alert. Wait, like this. You are ruining my beauty sleep. And I need a lot of it. It is absolutely shocking. I shall sleep in my own tent if you can. Jimmy, if you do that once again, I'll... But... Oh, oh, what? I heard Mitch scream. I'm sure something terrible has happened to him. Oh, well. Meanwhile, back at uh, Black Rock... Ten o'clock. I expect Mike and Baker are still asleep. Dawn is only just about breaking where they are. Popkiss has made him a lovely breakfast spread. Good cook, Popkiss. <laughs> yes, I'm really going to enjoy this. Supercar to base. Super oh, is this the episode where he keeps cooking himself food and oh. gets called away? Oh, happy, jolly stock music. I guess it's stock music. It doesn't sound Barry Gray. It's a console half the night, and now no breakfast. Supercar workshop. Popkiss is peeved. Mercury calling. Are you receiving me? Hello, Mike. Receiving you loud and clear. Oh, hello, Professor. Hey, we've lost Mitch. Jimmy and I are going to search for him. Oh, that's great news. Uh, which one is Mitch again? Going to try and find something to eat, too. We haven't got any supplies left, and we're getting kind of hungry. You still have Jimmy. How you feel? Dr. Beaker. Oh, poor Popkiss. You carry on with Supercar while we're away. I'm just coming, Mike. I, I was looking for my hat. I can't find it anywhere. Well, never mind the hat, Doc. Let's get going. <laughs> yes, you've got your bow tie on. That's really all you need. And this is a nice uh, jungle set in this episode. And this is something the Super Mario Nation shows did quite well. Uh, jungle settings. The, the, the series, Supercar specifically, had already done one in uh, Amazonian Adventure. And there must have been several other episodes where... What is Beaker wearing? He just wrapped a towel around his head. That's interesting. Yes, where they uh, really just pull in trees and, and bits of foliage. But if you get enough of it in front of the camera, not only does it look convincing because it's real, uh, you can create a nice sense of geography. Unfortunately, or, or perhaps, you know, realistically, um, we are surrounded by a lot of stock footage of animals. And there's Beaker's non-existent bum again. Satisfactory. Aww. Most satisfactory. Mike, Ooh. look, crocodiles. A specifically stock footage of crocodiles. We don't suppose anything, Jimmy. Come on. Or I feed you to it. Yes. Everything appears to be in order. And now I fly off and leave those twerps uh, to their own devices. Myself. Come along, Beaker. Say, Mike... Can you hear what I can hear? Only your whining little voice, Jimmy. He must be running up the engines himself. That oh. could mean trouble. <laughs> Nobody's got any confidence in Beaker's ability to do anything. Fifteen thousand. Fire one. Uh-oh. Yes, he's uh, firing the engines, not quite realising that he's firing them onto a tree, which is very close to supercar. Mike, look at that tree. <gasps> It's on fire. Beaker, stop! No, don't worry, Mike. All is well. <laughs> I love Beaker, but I especially love when he's completely oblivious to what he's doing. Uh, it's always fun when, uh, as great as he is at solving problems, it's even more fun sometimes when he's the cause of the problems. Which he certainly has been this time, because that's it. The tree's coming down. Right on top of Supercar. Oh, I see. Now who's a fool? Ah, 
More popkiss breakfast. Food at last. Yes, I would say that's just about right to eat now. Sausages and some bread. But of course... Oh, no. He's even got a little penny on. Oh. Uh, professor. I sympathise with Popkiss in this episode. People, he just wants to eat food. And I can relate to that. People keep calling him up and pestering him for things he can't really do anything about. Just as you say, Beaker, if you're in any doubt, it would be better that I fly supercar from here. And should there be any fault, no one will get hurt. Mike? Yes, Jimmy? If supercar is okay, then what? Don't worry, Jimmy. We won't leave until we find Mitch. But supposing we can't find him. Mike? Well, then we'll just have to leave you here until you find him. Oh, that's it. Supercar's up. I love that huge walkie-talkie that they have in this show when they're um, calling the console. Change to horizontal flight. Roger, Mike. Here she goes. And meanwhile, what's happening with uh, Popkiss's sausages while all this is going on? And that, that bacon and eggs he cooked earlier, uh, we got a close-up of it, and it looked uh, very real and very tasty. And I'm actually quite hungry now, <laughs> which is uh, unfortunate because it's mid-afternoon. Uh, maybe I'll have some bacon and eggs later. Anyway, we're now... Why are we... This seems like a bit of a detour, really. Supercar's damaged. Oh, no, wait, it's actually okay. Most satisfactory. Uh, uh, Mike, ask old Popkiss to take her through the sound barrier. If she stands up to that, she'll stand up to anything. And and will also uh, kill some time. Barrier. He reckons that'll be a good test. Order, Mike. Uh, yeah, did we just have some shots of supercar with no one at the controls that we really needed to put in an episode? Ah, oh, well, I guess we did. Anyway... It's now diving towards us. Like an explosion, that'll be supercar breaking through the sound barrier. Or crashing into us. Or it's go through the sound barrier and supercar. Yeah, but not when she's being flown from the ground like this. Oh, there it is. Scared all the stock footage. Oh, particularly some elephants. To be fine, Mike. Uh, uh, tell old Popkiss to bring her down. I think we can claim success. Uh, just like we claimed success earlier and then fell out of the sky. Right, Mike. Bring her in for vertical landing. Oh, the elephants are coming this way. Hey. Hey, Mike. What's that noise? <laughs> oh, Beaker's, Beaker's seen them. His eyes are wobbling backwards and forwards. Mike, if, if that bang, it's caused a herd of elephants to stampede. And they're coming this way. Professor, bring the supercar quickly. We're being charged by a herd of elephants. Right, Mike. But Mike... Popkiss is just going along with everything. What about Mitch? He's around here somewhere, and he may be killed. Yeah, but what are we going to do? If we stay here, we get killed, and I'm volunteering you go first. Down. Change of plan. Professor, take her up again, quick. What are you doing, Mike? They'll be on you in a moment. Just what about my sausages, Mike? Beaker, I want to aim super- Oh, they're making real good use of this stock footage. These elephants are very, very slowly approaching us. Two, four, zero degrees. I heard that. Diving two, four, zero degrees. Uh, no, it's too late. We've been flattened. Scare them off. Ah, uh, here comes Supercar again. Oh, oh, there's an elephant. There's another elephant very close to the camera now. I'd like to know where a lot of this stock footage comes from. I suspect it's possibly the same source as uh, the animal footage that you see at the start of Pit of Peril. Anyway, that's driven the elephants off. Supercar into land now. So that was another piece of um, 
again, it's it's another sort of side track cul-de-sac. That that's the word I'm looking for, cul-de-sac. Um, there were some elephants stampeding, and now they've gone again. And supercar is back. Mike, she's down. Switching off remote. Roger, Professor, hand out. Oh, here it comes. Something is burning. Could it be the remote control unit? Oh, oh no. Not again. Yeah, I, I think at this point I am more invested in the plight of Popkiss well, not getting any food uh, than I am with... A herd of elephants and we succeed in repairing supercars. With the uh, the rest of the supercar team. Mitch. Um, uh, Mike, I feel uh, that if we don't find Mitch uh, by midday tomorrow... I'm afraid we'll have to leave without him. Uh, Jimmy, I mean. We just can't do that. Not leave him all alone in the jungle. Jimmy, you're quite a big boy now. This is actually a nice, uh, a, a nice angle to the story. Well, maybe he's decided to stay. Very well handled, I think, by the voice actors. I know he wouldn't. Kind of forcing Jimmy to face the fact that... With the dangers of the jungle and our lack of supplies... That Mitch is a jungle animal. This is where he belongs. We've no idea why he isn't out here to begin with. Leave here with or without Mitch tomorrow noon. Come on now. Let's get some sleep. And also they have to ask Jimmy to sort of, you know, be be brave, be, be mature. Um, unfortunately, of course, this is Jimmy. And uh, if there's one thing he's proven himself to be repeatedly, not just in this episode... But the entire series. Speaker, what is it? It's an absolute waste of space liability. Here we go again. Hey, Jimmy! Jimmy! Speak up, Jimmy! What is it? Do find out what Mitch. Wake up! You I I suspect a lot of this dialogue from Beaker and um, Mike is ad libbed, but I I do like the occasional threats you, you can hear in the dialogue. If you don't do this, so help me, I'm gonna. Are they stabbing? Yeah, Dr. Beaker. Oh, that's all right. It's just my voodoo doll finally taking effect. Yeah. Yes, Jimmy is now pretending to uh, have stabbing pains and uh, all sorts of aches and pains and... Uh... Yeah, my neck. Oh, dear. I can hardly move it. Just lay still, Jimmy. Breathe deeply and try to sleep. What do you think's wrong with him, Doc? I fear, Mike. The He's a big, stinky, cheating faker. The dreaded Berikana. <gasps> rare tropical disease. Come that on. I just Wait. made up to scare him. Wait. No, Mike. On no account must he be moved. I'll give him something to help the fever. And hope that he can sleep. Oh, well, how many nights have you guys been out here now? It seems like it should be... Well, this should be the second night, but it feels like you've been longer, considering how often Jimmy's uh, ruined everything. I fear so, Mike. Hey, what's that noise, Dr. Beaker? Mike! Uh, Mike! Ooh. That is a very rare sound. Quick, Mike! Switch on the tape recorder! What's going on, Doc? <laughs> Why did we bring a tape recorder into the tent with us, Doc? Monkey mating call. Look, Doc, the only ah. monkey we're interested in right now is Mitch. Mitch. Yes, this is coming up on an interesting element of the story, which we'll talk about when we uh, actually reach it. Could well be. Jimmy. Meanwhile, Jimmy and don't get is wide awake. Dr. Beaker, I'm okay. I just want to find Mitch, that's all. You're going to stay right And he's about to confess his... Uh, remember, and you're not leaving this tent. His but naughty behavior. Oh, Mike, I guess I'll have to tell you. 
I'm not sick at all. I was just pretending. Pretending? I just couldn't leave him behind. Pass me the gun, Mike. It's time we put him down. I can't believe that Jimmy actually got away with that. Hey, naughty. Mike and I will go out and look for Mitch. And you, Jimmy. Yeah, Dr. Beaker. Uh, you, uh, you better come with us. Uh, we need someone to walk up front uh, to absorb any uh, gunfire or, or spears or uh, snake bites. And uh, you would seem ideal for the purpose, my dear fellow. Yes, here we go. Um, we have found... Well, we found Mitch. Oh, look. I wouldn't have believed it possible. Finding a young lady in the jungle. Yes. Pretty cute, too. Come on. Uh, Mike, Mike, you've been away from human women for far too long. Uh, go and, go and, go and meet one. Yes, um, Mitch is reclining in a hammock, smoking a cigar and being tended to by a lady monkey. Now, this brings me to a, uh, a fairly significant point, I feel, a fairly significant question. And I'm gonna try and word this as, as tactfully and, and delicately as I can, because I'm aware this is a family podcast and I have no wish to lower the tone. Mitch! Am I glad so, to see you? We've been looking all over for you. Is this the only episode of any Jerry Anderson show where it is absolutely confirmed that two characters have had uh, have had uh, relations um, of, of the intimate nature? Um, because we know earlier that was the monkey mating call. And there's Mitch the next morning, um, reclining and being uh, being tended to by his lovely lady. And I think, I genuinely think, this absolutely is the only episode where that is confirmed to have happened. Even into something like Space Precinct. Now we're all going back to Super... You know, where there's a lot of, like, snuggling in bed together. But it's never absolutely confirmed that this has happened in the course of an episode. They could just be snuggling. But here... I think it is absolutely crystal clear that Mitch has, um, well, has achieved what no other Anderson character has uh, has apparently done on screen. Bye, Mitch. If you can think of any other candidates for that that honour, uh, do please let me know. Anyway, I've waffled all over the supercar team, weighing up whether they should uh, leave Mitch behind. They've chosen to leave him, but unfortunately, well, no, not unfortunately because i like mitch but he has chosen to abandon his his lady love and uh return to black rock with them because you know it was a one night thing he's used her and now he's he's uh getting away from her as fast as he can and i do i do actually like the look of the female monkey and the very sad wave she gives him as he as he leaves as hungry as i am Anyway, everyone's back at base. You think Mitch is upset having to leave his girlfriend in the jungle? Well, I would have thought so, Jimmy. But I must say, he doesn't appear to be upset. Oh. Almost as if... Sounds like the roof doors. He uh, somehow knew that he would see her again. It's the roof doors. But it can't be. There's no one else in the building. <gasps> or is there? Yeah, here's some more reused footage of... Uh, controls and lights, things going haywire in the control room, which is reused from, I think, the end of the very first episode when Mitch is on the loose in there. Come on, quick! So who could that be? Who could have uh, infiltrated Black Rock like this? Well, 
There's only one person, aside from Master Spy and Zarin, there's only one person that I can think of who Gracious. would have the, the drive Come to life on its own. and the desire to want to do this. There she is. <laughs> Mitch's crumpet. <laughs> oh no. Oh, this dear. is where I came in. Well, while Mitch catches up with his lady, no doubt um, off to do whatever it is that monkeys do, that brings us to the end of Crash Landing. And um, uh, I, I feel that is a, you know, possibly a decent story for a 15-minute episode. Uh, unfortunately, this is a 25-minute episode, so you kind of have it stretched out at points, uh, particularly with things like the Elephant Stampede. A story by Jerry and Sylvia Anderson. Okay, that's a rarity to see on the credits. Um, yeah, you never really feel that they're in any great danger. The, the main driving force is, will we find Mitch? And of course, when we find him, that, uh, well, that, that boosts the, uh, the interest a bit. I think there's, that's a, a very strong element introduced for the adults there. So, yeah, a decent episode of Supercar, not one of the greats. And if you'll excuse me, I'm off to have some bacon and eggs. Aww. Maybe some sausages too.